I think history will remember 2022 as the year of the understudy. Not only did theater come back and still have a lot of performances almost canceled, except for the rank of understudies that were able to keep the show going, but also the patron saint of understudies, Prince Charles. After waiting 75 years in the wings, (laughs) finally got to take on the title role. I was wondering where you were going with that. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, now in its 17th year, number 834, Saluting the Understudies. Tom Stoppard says in The Real Inspector Hound, stand-ins of the world, stand up. This holiday season, I'm playing Ebenezer Scrooge for 10 performances of the Goodman Theater's annual production of A Christmas Carol. And this week, I talked to two of my fellow actors, understudies, and covers, Lauren Jones and friend of the pod, Cindy Gold. The value of understudies has never been more appreciated by theaters and audiences alike. And Cindy and Lauren and I gathered in my dressing room yesterday between shows to talk about how things have changed and what discoveries we've made. The other thing I'm discovering in this process with A Christmas Carol is that there are different flavors of understudy. There is, I'm, so I'm here, I'm an alternate, I'm an alternate Scrooge, because for 10 performances I have, I will act, I will actually go on for 10 performances, and then it will, uh, I will understudy the others. Cindy Gold, an ensemble member of Christmas Carol, is a cover. So you are, you actually play several roles, but then you cover other roles. Do I have that right? Yes, I'm an internal cover, so I'm in the show, but if I was to take on one of my understudy roles, I would still play my parts. And I've done that. Very fun. I want to hear about that. And then, Lauren Jones, you are a, a classic understudy. Understudy classic. Nils. Nils. <laughs> uh, you, you don't have a part in the show. You are understudying several parts. And it's not the first time you've even done it in the last three months. No, I, I uh, understudied a show that finished literally just one day before this uh, rehearsal process started for a uh, uh, show Murder on the Orient Express where I was understudying two characters in that one. Um, so yeah, it was just, it's been six straight months of work. Well, and that's the best part of the whole understudy track now. The fact that it's a job. It's a its a job. It's not, it's not like a punishment. I know there are, <laughs> right? There are some actors who, well, I'll never understudy. But it's a good it's a good uh, form of employment. Yeah, well, I think understudying has a it has a negative rap for a lot of actors because everybody wants to be the star. Everybody's sure. like, I want to be the principal actor. I'll never understudy. And when I've taught and, and working with people, I've always you know encouraged students to you know don't be afraid of it. If you understudy at a good theater, then it's a great experience because they cast understudies. Yeah. But uh, like like here, you know, at the Goodman, for example, is it's they they look for quality. So you get the feeling of, I am someone that they trust, who in last minute, with very little preparation, will give a performance of the quality they expect their audience to see on their stage. Mm -hmm. And I think 
understudying should be looked at with, there should be some pride in it because you are expected and you are, they believe in you well enough to do that. And I think that that's something that's changing now and, and it's very good going forward. Well, and I also like the fact that in this production of Christmas Carol, this cast is stacked with actors. I beg your pardon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Both individually and collectively, this cast is stacked because it's filled with actors who have played leading roles in other productions around the city and indeed around the world. And yet, as part of your work, as as part of our work as an ensemble, we're covering other people and that seems you're right it's that it's a different ensemble mindset is that you don't mind that cindy uh, well i will say that you said what we're afraid of what what you said something before about understudying we we want to be the lead we want to mm. be the i am afraid of understudying for very different reasons <laughs> uh, i find it extremely difficult when i don't practice the action learning the lines and so i do stay away as much as i can from understudying the goodman being the exception and i will say that last year i wasn't prepared they didn't prepare the under i'm I'm understudying a very small part the charwoman yeah but uh it happened we had covid running rampant and at one point we had something like 15 of us doing other parts (laughs) and that particular day um, I learned the lines. I wasn't prepared. We hadn't had any understudy rehearsals. Right. It, it blew my mind. Well, and that's the difference, it seems to me, uh, of what's happening in this process of A Christmas Carol at the Goodman this year, in this year of Our Lord 2022. Um, they are really fast-tracking the understudies. I mean, I guess I'm, again, the alternate Scrooge, so everybody knew I was going on, so they knew they had to get me on their feet, but it seems like they've gotten all of us on their feet in terms in the roles that we are supposed to cover. Do you feel like you're getting more attention this year than last year, Cindy? Oh, 100%. I've never seen this anywhere before. I've never seen the understudies go on with the same frequency in rehearsal as the actors themselves. It's just a fascinating thing. They're really, because of what happened last year. I mean, I'm telling you, I think I had like two hours to (laughs) learn. And it wasn't that it was a lot of lines. It was I didn't even know where she stood. I was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you you play Mrs. Dilber, and you're covering yes. the charwoman. Yes. Mrs. Dilber and the charwoman have a scene together. Yes, so that's what we did in the last minute. Uh, I played, I said all her lines and my lines. And also, there was a day, maybe it was that first day, because we did it a few times, where I wasn't sure... We didn't know if Bethany could make the change in time to do... I, I wasn't sure if she was coming or not. Right. I thought to myself, I don't know who's going to be standing opposite me, and it may be myself, but we'll just be ready. For a one brief shining moment, A Christmas Carol was a one-woman show yes. starring Cindy Gold. <laughs> did that... Uh, well, Lauren, did that happen to you? Did you get to... I understudied once, and it's a horror story. I uh, might as well share it, as long as we're sharing stories. I, I understudied a show where the guy I was understudying couldn't make the... Le- the, the run got extended. He couldn't do the extension. And so I went, great, I'm going to go on. They called me in. They said, yeah, so we're going to bring in this other actor oh. to do the thing, uh, to take your role. Oh, we closed his show early, and we promised in some weeks, so he's going to... So, uh, so we're going to have him do it. I went, oh, okay. Well, all right. It sucks to be me. Godspeed. And uh, they said, but would you 
be willing to continue <laughs> understudying him. Oh. And I went, no, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. But thank you so much for asking. Yeah. So that is a not a happy understudy story. But you had it, Lauren, you had a good understudy story. You went on for a while in Murder on the Orient Express, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I was So I was uh, an external understudy in that as well, and I was covering two roles. Um, I got to go up for Ratchet, twice and get murdered on the Orient Express and then <laughs> you were uh, the title character yes. yeah. and then uh, for about a week one of the actors had uh, a film competition that one of his scripts had been accepted to and he found out about it he requested the time off he spoke to me first because mm-hmm. he was like you're very prepared day one of rehearsal I came in and actually read for uh, Ratchet because he was on transit and wasn't there so I did the reading of the first day mm-hmm. and I came in with the same way I memorized everything off book I had stuff written down for yeah. characters because yeah. that's what you do as an actor yeah. and so he was like I'm Cindy very- <laughs> that's what you do as an actor oh, do, do, no. do we do we do that no, <laughs> no I mean <laughs> no I mean you you come in you come in prepared you don't just come in blind and go I haven't even read the script yet yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I came in prepared as if I as if it was my role because yeah. that's my job as an understudy, I think, which is not, I don't prefer to be one. Sure. But if I'm going to be one, I'm going to try to impress everyone. Yeah. And so so Ryan was like, you've, you've got it. I feel comfortable yeah. leaving. Yeah. Which is, I think, the thing that should be the goal is do your job well enough that people will go, I'm comfortable yeah. leaving and letting my understudy come on because we don't want to feel like we let a show down yeah. by taking yeah. time off. Yeah. If you have confidence in your understudies, if they are doing their job and learning the show properly, yeah. then your your likelihood of going on is much higher too because people will go, oh, well, this person's got it. If I'm not feeling great, then I'm okay. Yeah. And the show's okay. Yeah. And, and I think that's happening a lot now because they're casting quality in a lot of places to cover because of what you said. So many shows just stopped right. and they don't, they can't afford to do that. So they, they want people, they, it's basically a second cast. Now our, our understudies at Drury Lane for, for murder on the Orient Express, the, the stage manager was constantly just like, I can't believe it. You guys are wonderful. He was so happy. Yeah. He would constantly talk about how the last show was terrible for our <laughs> yeah. understudies. Yeah. <laughs> and, or how, how they've had issues, and he was so excited. And we stopped having understudy rehearsals because they were so confident with us. And I feel like that's because they cast for it. And you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? Sadly, we are not performing the ultimate Christmas show abridged anywhere this year. But in the first half of 2023, we'll be performing the complete history of comedy abridged in Indiana and Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, Fort Worth, Texas, Reston, Virginia, the McCarter Theater in Princeton, New Jersey, and Basalt and Lone Tree, Colorado. Check out the touring page at our website, ReducedShakespeare.com, or our Twitter feed at Reduced, or our Facebook page for the latest information. Now back to my conversation with Lauren Jones and Cindy Gold, two of my fellow covers and understudies in the Goodman Theater's A Christmas Carol. Cindy was warning us about how the understudy process used to be abused, but isn't quite so much anymore. There's an alarming kind of trend, I think, also, that was happening before COVID 
that I noticed in some of the big shows around town, and the ones especially that were on tour, that people would say, hey, my parents are coming in town, can I do the show? And, and they'd be allowed, I mean, they wouldn't say it to stage management, they would say it to the actor they were covering. And it's not a good, you know, the show is not supposed to have yeah. the understudy. It's supposed to have the ones that are, you know, rehearsing every day. But that's an interesting trend. I think COVID has kind of wiped that away, except yeah. that I would never in the past, I've gone on stage with the swine flu. Mm-hmm. I did a week of a, of a big part with the swine flu because... Oh. We muscle through it. That's the old way. And I, and everybody else got sick as a result. And that's the thing they're trying to avoid, certainly here at the Goodman. They have made it such an, a, a priority that if anybody feels remotely sick, even if it's not the, the COVID, um, to, you know, not come in. Yeah. Don't infect everybody else. This is such a big show with so many moving parts. The last thing we need is, is some illness go sweeping through the entire cast and crew yeah it's it's really remarkable to, have, to see that shift and uh, not all theaters are doing it not all theaters mm-hmm. can afford well, to do that right that's but to have a theater go take care of yourself yeah. is really nice to it's hear amazing. it's yeah. so yeah. like like they're like hey self-care is important mm-hmm. and that's really amazing uh to have uh, to have happen yeah. Just to have people go, no, if you're not feeling well, take care of yourself. We'll figure it out. Yeah. And then come back. Yeah. Hmm. And that, that sort of, it's uh, it's un, it's unheard of. Yeah. And it's really an amazing yeah. shift. Uh, that said, I only get 10 performances as Scrooge. <laughs> so uh, if, if I'm sick on one of those days, you're all catching it because I am definitely coming in. Is there another cover for Scrooge? Is it you, Larry? No. No, no. I think, I think uh, I'm understudying Larry Endo, and Larry Endo is my overstudy. Oh, if you couldn't do yeah. it, he'd have to do it? That's my guess. I think I'll do it. There I'll, you go. Or one of the children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They know all the lines. I'm sure they do. <laughs> it's an astonishing group of kids yeah. th- to get off on a completely different topic. Yeah. It's a, the young performers in the show are really amazing. Um, but the other thing that I'm noticing is that audiences are embracing the understudy in a way that I don't think they did before the pandemic. They understand the value of the of the of the understudy because if they've bought a ticket for a show on a night, it's better to see an understudy than it is to have the show be canceled. Or watch a very sick actor, you know, right. cough their way through the show. Yeah, give a... Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So they're under... And, and typically, the energy is so great amongst the cast and amongst the audience. They go, ooh, this is the understudy. Mm-hmm. So everybody's everybody wants to see this succeed. Everybody wants to see yeah. this Cinderella story. Yeah, and if you do your job prior as an understudy, yeah. then you can give a performance that I, I, I overheard people like Drew Lane when I played, went up as Colonel Arbuthnot and as they were leaving and people were like, I can't believe that was an understudy. Yeah. And that was huge for me. Cause I mean, I got, you know, hours of rehearsal in regards to them getting days of rehearsal, yeah. but I feel like the job of an understudy is to learn the show, yeah. not just learn the character. Yeah. You get to watch from the house. You get to watch from the booth. You get to see the things in the show that work. You get to see the uh, the rules of the universe. Mm, so yeah. when you go on, if you truly learn the show and learn it properly, you know how to interact because you know how that universe works. So even if you're not totally sure what you're supposed to do, yeah. you know how to live in it. 
Because you've been part of the process. You yeah. haven't just learned the lines and the blocking. Yeah. You've been part of the conversation and part of the 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 the, the vision of this of the show. Yeah. yeah. You get and to watch. Oh, sorry. I can remember years and years of understudies not coming in even until the show opened or the oh, previews right, started. Right. We didn't. They weren't or or being told just don't be in the room. You yeah. know, just uh, really treated with a kind of disregard. I remember even before COVID when I started seeing understudies present at all rehearsals. It was kind of new. It was kind of a you know we didn't. It was prescient, I guess, of, of stage management to realize that they should be there as much a part of the company as anyone. Yeah. It's really amazing. I, I've been very lucky when I have understudied. Uh, I've done it twice at the Goodman, um, and I had it at Drury Lane. And the welcoming of casts. Yeah. I know this is not the experience for a lot, but a lot of people feel like they're not a part of the show, like Cindy was saying, that that nobody really wants to deal with them, to talk to them. Yeah. But the welcoming, especially with this cast, like they know everybody's name. Everybody, there's photos being taken on on nights, and people are like, you guys get over here and yeah. be a part of the photo with us. Yeah. Um, you know, Jesse was asking us questions about scenes during rehearsal, being like, hey, what's your opinion on this? Uh-huh. And so there's a real welcoming vibe within the Goodman of that you're a part of this process. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, except for one more thing, which I'll share with you in about 60 seconds, so stick around. For more information about the Goodman Theater's production of A Christmas Carol, including which dates I'll be performing, go to goodmantheater.org. Then send us your tales of understudy glories via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com or throw a comment to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram or on our own actual website, reducedshakespeare.com or visit my website, theshakespeareans.com. Thanks, as always, to former Adam Long understudy Matthew Croak, Web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and Garage Band, and this week by Eric Essex, whose holiday album, My Gift to You, is essential listening this time of year. Go to ericessex.net to find more of his great music. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Donna Cotilla. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Rachel Dratch, whom no one can replace. And as always, thanks very much to you for listening. Please continue to stay safe, get your boosters, and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Titchener, 834, 2500 and seconds of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. All that being said, would you ever understudy again, Cindy? I would do this kind of small role, but no, I would never understudy a large role. Yeah. I just can't do it. Yeah. I'm not capable. I don't have the skill set the way Lauren does. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. Lauren. Um, yeah, I, absolutely. If I'm getting paid. Yeah. I mean, oh, if, if, if they want to pay me $700 for two months worth of work and only come in for, no. Yeah. I, you know, I want to be there. I want to be a part of it, but yeah. absolutely. I'll 100% do it, but it, but having that gold ring of 10 performances, it really sweetens the oh, deal of definitely. being an understudy. Yeah. yeah. God bless understudies <laughs> or wonder studies, as we call Ooh. them. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company, reducing expectations since 1981. Go to reduce for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. 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 So much less.